Jason Tatum was awesome. We'll talk about that. Jalen Brown handling the ball in the fourth quarter. And Joe Missoula's big I told you so quarter. It's all right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can't. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry O.B. Corral is above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Rain and Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics Podcast, right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day, and I got you covered every day with a free, fresh podcast that drops directly to your vice every Monday through Friday. Bonus podcasts when they play on the weekend, so subscribe wherever podcasts exist. Become an everydayer. You know, one of those loyal listeners just can't get enough of this show. Thank you so much to those of you to whom that applies. You're probably watching the show on YouTube as well. Getting into that comment section, let me know what you think of the show and what you think of this Celtics win over the Brooklyn Nets, uh, which was, you know, fun game, I think. I'm John Corrales. I used to play a long time ago. Now I'm covering the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. Later on, we'll get into Joe Mazzulla's big I told you so, points in the paint versus three-pointers. That's going to be a fun conversation. Uh, Jalen Brown, the ball handler. It's one of the big things that I think came out of this game. But let's start with superstar Jason Tatum and his big 41-point night, 14 of 26, 5 of 11 from 3, 8 of 8 from the line, 14 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals, a block, and a plus 21 in a 10-point or an 8-point win. That's superstar MVP type of stuff from Jason Tatum. Now he's not going to be the MVP. He's not going to probably not going to be, if he gets to number four, I'd be surprised, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe maybe it's, it's early. We're just about heading into the all-star break. There's a 30 game. Well, they're 42 and 12 now. So that's 54. There'll be 55 games after tomorrow. So this is a little less than 30 games for the Celtics to make one big push and, and kind of push Jason Tatum front of mind in the voters. But I don't think he's going to get anywhere above fifth in the voting. Regardless, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. All he needs to be is playing at that MVP level when the playoffs come around. And this is an MVP level. He was hitting from everywhere, hitting from two, getting to the rim had one really great play. My, one of my favorite plays of the season from Jason Tatum. And it was a simple play that I highlighted on my Twitter. Horn set. He sets the pick. Spins into a post-up. The spacing is great. You got guys deep into each side of the corners. You know, uh, Derek White and Al Horford were spaced nice deep in the corners. And Tatum just spun, drop step, spin, dunk. That was such a beautiful play. Uh, defense turning to offense. He did everything. He did everything in this game. Uh, it was a spectacular play. And, but as much as he did everything in the first half, especially where he had, uh, it looked like he was on his way to one of those 
another one of these 60 or 70 point nights. He was up to 31 in the first half. And then obviously in the second half, he only scored 10, which is second most on the Celtics for the second half, but nowhere near what he was doing in the first half. He did other things. And after the game, he said, like, I know what I can do. I know I can drop 60, but it's not about me dropping 60. And that's that's a real level of maturity. So let's really take a second to appreciate the level of maturity necessary because it's very easy. And I mean, very easy for a guy like Tatum against a team like Brooklyn, who is not the best when it comes to the record, but when it comes to, you know, they, they can, they can put up some points. They, they can be a challenger there. Uh, and obviously we saw that, but they're 21 and 32 now. They're outside of the play-in tournament, and I don't know if they have enough to get into the play-in tournament. They, it would be easy for for Tatum to say, "Look, I'm rolling. We're up. I'm just going to go for mine." Everyone would understand if I went for mine, and this could be a special night. And everybody, former former NBA players, uh, they all will tell you. When you have an opportunity to do something special, you should go for it. I mean, and I know some people are going to sit there and be like, no, that's not how it went. You know, that's not how it's supposed to go. But like, actually, remember the story about Larry Bird and Kevin McHale when Kevin McHale dropped uh, 56 and then Bird went out and scored 60 like a week later or something, like two weeks later. When McHale took himself out of the game, and that was a team record at that point. Bird was like, you should have gone for 60. Larry Bird, all of this, you know, Mr. Team Basketball, Mr. Championship and all that stuff. The people, whenever somebody does something in the modern, you know, on, on the Celtics right now that is the slightest bit sounding selfish, people will immediately in the comments in my Twitter on the Boston sports journal, like, Oh, Larry bird would never, never blah, blah, blah. I'd be like, you know what? Larry bird did. Larry bird. Absolutely did. Larry bird did a lot of these same things. You just didn't know about it. Larry bird told Kevin McHale, you should have gone for 60. When you have an opportunity to go for 60, you go for it. And that's what, that's what NBA players do. You never pass up on an opportunity to make some kind of history. So it was it's incredibly impressive to me that Tatum in the second half was like, no, nah, I'm cool being a decoy. I'm cool drawing two and giving it up and going for the assist or going for the hockey assist. I'm cool with setting my guys up and setting picks and springing them and playing defense and doing that stuff. That's really important. And that's an incredible mindset to have. Tatum is playing his best basketball. And I think this stretch after the all-star break, after a little bit of a recharge is going to be very helpful. Um, I think he's going to be that this could be a real special kind of finish to the season for Tatum. He was incredible in this game and not the only guy who was incredible because the Celtics had a number of really good performances. I thought uh, obviously there's drew holiday to give him proper credit, not only 14 points, but at 12 assists, uh, was a plus 18 on this 14, 12, five rebounds, two steals. Uh, that was just a, a, a really nice night from holiday. Derek white 
six of 11, three of six from three, 16 points, three assists for him. But Jalen Brown, aside from having some struggles there from shoot, you know, shooting from three, thought he did a pretty good job overall and was, you know, was decent in this game at four assists, 19 points, uh, four turnovers, but a couple of them came and a couple of them came in the fourth quarter. And so the overall story of this game, the Celtics attacked early. They got a ton of points in the paint and then they started shooting threes and then, you know, things balanced out nicely. And then they, they got the lead up to 23, I believe. And Brooklyn made a run. And before I get into Jalen, the ball handler, and, and, and this is part of the same conversation, Brooklyn's run in the fourth quarter. I don't think that was Boston letting up. I don't think that was Boston, you know, playing horribly. I thought, I thought, I mean, they, they could obviously could play better, but I thought that run was more Brooklyn based than Boston based. I thought that that run was, you know, Cam Thomas, if he can do anything, it's, it's he can score, right? He can hit shots and he's put up what 12 in the fourth quarter. Uh, yeah, 12 points on five of seven, two of two from three. The the Nets started hitting a bunch of three-pointers. They hit four three-pointers in the final, uh, I want to say, six, seven minutes of the, the – five, six minutes of the, the, the fourth quarter. They got, you know, Mikhail Bridges. He can score a ton. He's a really good player. Uh, Cam Thomas, not very good overall at basketball, but, damn, he can score the ball, that's for sure. He hits tough shots. The Nets have the ability to score like that. And here we are again. Like the Celtics, they're not just going to roll through everybody. Brooklyn made a run. I thought that was Brooklyn hitting shots and Boston not hitting shots. But they ended up stabilizing. They they finished the game off. It was fine. That was that was more game of run things than anything else the Celtics did. So uh, I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried about letting go of the rope. That doesn't bother me. None of this bothers me. I thought it was a nice, nice win. One more game before the all-star break. Take the win. Get out of Brooklyn. Come home. Hopefully that game is better at, at home. Or, like they, they started off really great against the Nets on the road. Uh, that game at home is going to be different. It'll be Al Horford sitting out, not Porzingis. Porzingis will play. No Ben Simmons. Uh, he'll He won't play. Uh, I don't know if Lonnie Walker is going to play. He had a stretch where he was taking over. So there's a lot here that's going to be different in this next game. For now, take this win. I'm a okay with it. Now let's Jalen Brown. One of the things that keeps popping up, it's in the comment section. It's on a Boston sports journal everywhere. Why is Jalen Brown handling the ball so much in the fourth quarter? I talked a little bit about it yesterday or uh, yesterday and the day before. I'll talk about it again here. And uh, why, why he went and how he did, because people think he didn't do well. I, I thought he actually did okay. So we'll talk about that in just a second. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Hungry Roots. Now, Hungry Root is uh, going to get you the easiest path to fresh, high-quality groceries, simple, healthy recipes, and it's delivered right to your door, right? They are your partner in healthy living. Go to HungryRoot.com slash LockdownNBA. First thing you do is you take a short quiz, right? It's fun. They get to know you, your, your goals, what you like to, how you like to cook, what you like to eat, all of that stuff. 
They help you build this personalized cart with all of your grocery needs for the week. They give you recipe recommendations so you can put all those groceries to good use so they don't go go bad. Like the my p- biggest pet peeve is buying a bunch of groceries and then four days later being like, oh my God, I've got to use these things. I totally spaced on having all of these things. Hungry Root gets you the uh, recipes, the plan, everything. Their creed is simple. It's got to taste good, be quick to make, contain whole, trusted ingredients. So you save hours planning, shopping, and cooking. Hungry Root delivers the food that you love. And right now, Hungry Root is offering Lockdown Celtics listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Go to HungryRoot.com slash LockedOn. You also get 40% off your first delivery and you get your free veggies at HungryRoot.com slash LockedOn. Don't forget to use our link so they know that we sent you. Thanks for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. Go check out Lockdown Sports today. It's the first ever 24-7 streaming channel. All sports, all the time on YouTube. So put it on there talking about all the big stories. All of our national shows are there. And select local shows. Maybe sometimes this one gets on there. So you can enjoy all of that great sports talk, not contrived sports arguments. That's my big thing there. Jalen Brown in the fourth quarter. There was a stretch there where the Celtics uh, saw their lead cut down to six. And then they ran like seven straight plays where Jalen Brown was the primary ball handler, ball handler, initiator on offense. Now, a couple of those things, he made a couple of turnovers there at the end of those seven straight. And then he had one possession after that where he missed two straight three-pointers. It was not exactly the best stretch uh, towards the end there for Jalen. And I understand why people will sit there. He has not exactly thrived in the role of primary ball handler, but, but he has, uh, he did do well in this game. If you want to focus on the turnovers, the, the out of bounds and the offensive foul, you can go ahead. But if you go to Boston Sports Journal, I have the video breakdown. I've mapped it all out for you. It's pretty clear. Like he did well in this game. And I I don't understand, like looking back at it, I don't understand how people didn't see him do well as the primary ball handler other than the natural reaction when Jalen has the ball as the primary ball handler is to sit there and wait for the turnover and be like, ooh, do I get the pounce now? Do I get the pounce now? Oh, Oh, nope, nope, he did something good. Oh, now it's a turnover. Oh, Jalen's so bad at this. Now, I'm a guy who's been critical of Jalen Brown. So I'm not coming at this like some people might accuse me of, like, oh, you're just being nice because you want access. Like, no, I get the access no matter what. It doesn't matter what I say. And I've been critical of Jalen before. But this is not one of those times. As I've said this week in the podcast, the Celtics use these games as a sort of practice. I hate to break it to you. Because you are listening to, or you are watching these games, I should say, as they are trying to win, and these are their own little stories as, okay, how do you win this game? They're doing everything in their power to win this game, and every decision that's being made is being made because they're trying to win this game. 
And the one thing that's become clear to me over these years, me covering the team, it's that's not how it goes. These games in the regular season, as much as we all want to live and die by them, you, Celtics fan, watching, uh, living and dying with every win and loss, you're sitting there thinking like, why is Jalen playing so much as the primary ball handler? How is that going to win us the game? And I'll be honest with you. That's how I, I used to think. But having been in this job long enough and having talked to people and seen and understand like what they're trying to do, this, this, this game is as much a glorified practice as it is an NBA game. You know, all of those points in the paint, which I'll get to in the next segment, all of those post-ups in the first quarter, yet those felt like that felt like fourth quarter offense. That felt like fourth quarter offense that they ran in the first quarter. So Jalen, so so the the other teams couldn't get fourth quarter. You know, when you when you go uh, ask your film room, be like, hey, get me all the fourth quarter last five minutes Celtics execution. And you sit there and you're like, hey, why didn't the Celtics go back to that post game in the fourth quarter? It really worked. Well, they did it all in the first quarter. So maybe when teams go back into the fourth, look at all the fourth quarters, they go, okay, we don't see a whole lot of posting up. So I don't think the Celtics are going to post up. And then the Celtics, having practiced the post-ups earlier in the game, have something to go to in the fourth quarter. You know what I mean? Look, gamesmanship. So these games are used as a sort of like practice. So the zone, for example, they used a bunch of zone in this game. It was not good. It was very passive. They didn't play up on the ball enough. They didn't rotate well behind it. I don't know if playing the zone got them a little like lax. They kind of lost their intensity. The zone wasn't good, but kept going to it. Why? Because you're going to need in a playoff game somewhere, right? Game five at home, 2-2 series against Milwaukee, right? You need to win that game. And all of a sudden, there's three possessions of zone that confuse them and you win the game by two and those possessions you can point to as, wow, that's, that's really interesting. They, they, that actually could have won them. That probably won them the game. That's why you go to zone a bunch in the regular season. That's why you go to Jalen Brown as a primary ball handler, because in that Milwaukee series, that theoretical Milwaukee series, if you've got, Damian Lillard on Drew Holiday, they're trying to hide him on maybe the lowest percentage guy in the playoffs. Okay. Uh, so you run Jalen. Here's an option. Jalen as the primary ball handler and Holiday and Tatum run some off ball action that you can't blitz the off ball action because then you're just going to leave one guy wide open and he's just going to cut to an open spot and get a clean shot. This isn't about a matchup. You you can't you can switch, you can try to do something, but with Derek White in one corner spacing and like Porzingis either down low coming up like he's going to set it, whatever they they do with Porzingis, you know, set a pick for Jalen and if you blitz Jalen then you have Porzingis as an open guy, you got to worry about him popping so you, he's occupying like uh, Brooke Lopez. And now Tatum, 
Oh, what's this? How did Tatum get a post up against Damian Lillard down low? Because Porzingis is up top occupying De uh, Brooke Lopez and Derek White's deep in the corner occupying his defender. And now you've got this one guy because the, the, the Jalen's defender has got to be up on him because he's a, an elite scorer. And now Tatum against Damian Lillard down low. How did that happen? Well, here's Jalen making the pass there, and there's your mismatch. Maybe that's the one or two times you go to it, it works, and they have to do something. They have to call a timeout. Like, that's where this pays off. That's where this pays off. So Jalen, I thought, in this game, did well. I thought they, they first of all, they had gone scoreless in the fourth quarter until he started playing this uh, the primary initiator, they he drew two double teams and did a great job drawing them out to the sideline, expanding the floor, then dumping it off and creating a mismatch. Now you're creating a four-on-three situation, and the Celtics scored on those. So good job there. Good job uh, rejecting the screen a couple of times and getting his own off, got a layup. Now, one time he got himself into a bit of trouble and Al Horford bailed him out. He threw it to a spot. Al Horford was there. That was a little bit of luck, but still, um, it worked out. The one turnover, uh, where the ball went off his hands was a really good give and go. That was a good play. And he just fumbled the ball. Okay. You don't want to fumble the ball right? You don't want to turn the ball over, but the recognition was good. The give and go was good. I think he had Derek white in the corner. My guess looking at the play is that he kind of looked up and wanted to make that pass and was kind of trying to read the defense. Do I go for the layup or make the pass? Took his eye off the ball and fumbled it out of bounds. Okay. Work on that. That needs to be better, but still good process, good process. And then the offensive foul on uh, Schroeder, Schroeder baited him into that has to be better. That was not a good play, but overall, I thought Jalen Brown did pretty good in that spot. Let me, let me continue that in just a second. Then I'll get into the points in the paint versus three pointers and the quarter that Joe Missoula can point to and be like, see, this is what I was talking about. This right here. I'll do that in just a second. Today's show is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what bring, keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need and at the prices that you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit. Only available to U.S. customers. Thanks for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. Go check out Lockdown NBA. Rotating hosts all week long. I normally host on Wednesdays. Uh, not this week because the Celtics played tonight, but normally I'm there with Jake Madison of the Lockdown Pelicans podcast. It's a fun show. It's a great way to get caught up on the whole league, all the big stories, so go check that out there. So Jalen, 
now look, the two turnovers from Jalen, you don't want them to be turnovers. But like I said, the, the give and go was great. I liked the give and go better than the play where he rejected the screen, kicked it out to Al Horford, got the ball back and scored because the kick to Al Horford was a little bit of desperation. Okay, so I like the give and go better. That's fine. Run that play 20 times. That That's going to work out 17 of them, right? So the the push off against Schroeder, mm, you don't want to do that. Then he had the two straight possessions where he missed the three straight on, got it back, missed it straight on. Two wide open shots. They were both halfway down. I'm not going to get worked up about that. Yes, Jason Tatum was open. All right, and you would say, oh, get it over to Jason Tatum. Hell, he's got 40 points. Why are you not giving it to Jason Tatum? Because he's Jalen Brown. Let the guy freaking shoot. Like, he, that shot was halfway down. Okay, not a big deal, right? It's not, it's not the big, it's not a big deal. They, they turn it around. Uh, they got buckets uh, on their next two possessions. Derek White with the three, Tatum with the finger roll. Um, and then, they they kind of sandwiched that around a, a couple of threes from the Nets, and those three-pointers kind of kept them afloat. But Celtics closed it out. Now, the three-pointers versus two-pointers. I thought that first quarter, the first quarter, if Joe Mazzula really wants to say, hey, this, this is what I'm talking about, guys. This is what I'm talking about with – the math, the three-pointers. The Celtics got into the paint early on. Playing in, in the post, like I said. Transition buckets. 20 points in the paint in the first quarter. They had 50 overall. Great. You want them to attack, right? But about four minutes to go, five or so. The Celtics had 20 points in the paint. They led by three because Brooklyn was five of eight from three and Boston hit, hit two three-pointers. So Boston was dominating. They were getting out in transition. They were getting into the post. They were scoring at will, doing whatever the hell they wanted. And they were up three because Brooklyn was hitting three-pointers. Then Derek White hits a three. Jason Tatum hits three straight threes, gets a four-point play on one of them, and all of a sudden, the lead is pushing double digits. And Missoula, I'm he had no one asked him after the game. I wasn't in Brooklyn, so I didn't I didn't get a chance to ask him this. But maybe I'll ask him before uh the the game on Wednesday night. The Celtics were dominating from two, hitting everything, and they only were up by three. And then the three-pointers start to fall and the Celtics get some separation because what Brooklyn was doing was they were getting to the rim at that point and they were trading three for two. So that's not to say you don't attack. You do attack. That's not to say you don't post up. You Obviously, you want to post up. But if there was ever a microcosm of what Joe Mazzula is talking about, it's that first quarter against the Brooklyn Nets, February 13th, 2024. He could probably play that on a loop and be like, this explains everything. 
because you can dominate in the paint in today's NBA, but if you're giving up three pointers and you're giving up two points, uh, you're, you're giving up three points, but you're scoring two, that's not, that's not the formula for winning. If that continued, the Celtics could have lost that game. But they, the Celtics have to start hitting some three-pointers. And the, the real answer here is you have to have the right balance. There is a balance. And with if you can get the, the magic number of 90-plus shots, I'd love to see them get 100 shots every night. 100 shots would be magical to me. That means they're playing at a fast enough pace. They're, they're, they're getting some early offense stuff. That means they're getting some turnovers like that. A hundred shots in a game is chef's kiss. Beautiful basketball to me. Cause I just know what it takes to get to that hundred shots. It's not easy. It doesn't happen very often, but I do think that that's, that's the number. So let's just go with that for a second. Of those hundred shots, how many threes, how many twos? I mean, I think the perfect balance would be kind of like a 55-2, 45-3 split. Like you kind of want 40, 40 to 45 three-pointers. If you can get a hundred shots up, you probably want 40, 40% of your shots to be three-pointers, 45% of your shots to be three-pointers. You want 55 or so shots to be two-pointers, attacking the rim you know, attacking closeouts, some mid-range shots, some post-ups, some fadeaways, some Jalen Brown, you know, middle of the paint, middle of the paint, flick of the wrist kind of uh, shots, those things. Sure. You need to have the right mix and you need to have the, you know, the appropriate number of free throws to go with that. But for people who say they shoot too many threes because they get up 40 or 45 of them, they, there are nights, sure, where they force some, for sure. But that first quarter is all the evidence Joe Missoula needs to point to, to say, yeah, that's great. Yeah, you got to attack. But especially when you're playing another team that loves to get three-pointers up and has guys capable of getting hot and hitting a bunch of them, you got to generate good three-pointers. You, and you've got to take a fair amount of them. That's today's NBA. That's when I talk about Missoula ball and making the right read and all that stuff, that's, that's one element to it, but the math, that part of it, you have to take three pointers. You have to take a bunch of three pointers and that's, that's how it goes. Like that's, that's something that when you watch that game and you think back of that game, that's gotta be one of your takeaways. So I know it's tough and most people will sit there and be like, you can't overdo attacking the rim. And the answer is you can, you can overdo attacking the rim because if you start missing those layups, then you start giving up transition. You can overdo it. You have to make sure that you are making the right read at the rim. You have to make sure that you're generating good corner three pointers. You have to make sure that you're generating those open looks for good shooters, and the Celtics have a bunch of those good shooters, and you have to be willing to take them. You can't second-guess yourself. So that's part of why I'm okay with Jalen taking those two three-pointers. Wide open, he is capable of hitting those shots. He needs to take those shots. Those were fine. So 
it's part of this is like getting us to wrap our heads around. This is modern NBA. This is what the NBA is. And this is how you just, this is what we have to accept. You know, it goes back to the quote from Joe Mazzulla the other day. Don't wish for it to be any other way than what it is, right? This is, don't wish for it to be 10 years ago. Don't wish for it to be 25 years ago. It's not, and it's not going to be. It's 2024, and this is how the game is played. So I hate to say it to you, but got to get on board. You have to understand that this is how the game is played. And, I mean, if you don't like it, that's fine, but there are a lot of things that we don't like that can't change, and this is one of those things. So, All right, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Celtics play again Wednesday night. I will be at the Garden, so I will have my post game. I don't know if my post game is going to be from there because with the All-Star break, they're going to tear that apart, so who knows. But I will have a post game show. I will be there talking to the guys. So. I will have that kind of insight there for you tomorrow. And then it's the all-star break. I will still have shows Monday through Friday. So I'm not going away and ditching you for the all-star break. I'm still wrapping up this week and we'll still be here Monday through Friday next week. So subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Watch the show on YouTube. Get into the comment section. Let me know what you think. You want to rebut my take here at the end? Sure, go ahead. Do so. Uh, but I would love it if you become an everydayer. Get get with me every Monday through Friday and share the podcast. Spread the word. Tell everybody that they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day.